Hello, I am Sarah Maradif, and welcome to the Radis Fuck podcast. And the purpose of this podcast is to help people achieve their dreams and to be inspired with spirituality. Welcome, Laurie. Hello. Hello, Sarah Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry, I'm just going to turn off a voice. Is props again. <laughs> How are you today? I am great. We're all working through the Mercury and retrograde as we're about to station direct at the end of the week. So here we go. <laughs> Going yeah, I wanted to talk to you. If we just had a full, if we just had a new moon, or is it coming? Oh we no, just- it just happened about. Let me check. Nine hours ago. Oh, so it's a recent thing. I haven't like totally missed the boat. <laughs> nope. New moon energy lasts about three days. So, you know, if you want to still get your new moon ritual on, it's a great time to do it. This is a really exciting one because it's in Aquarius and Aquarius is all about your sovereignty and how you're going to bring it to the collective. And as we just move through the deep Venus retrograde and kind of excavated what really didn't serve us anymore and who we are at our core under the external programming and beliefs, we get to bring that out in this new strength and sovereignty as we move into, you know, anything with Aquarius now is so amplified because we are at the beginning stages of the age of Aquarius. So I'm already starting to see amazing collaborations happen, like surprise um, meetups and the way people are like coming together with what mm-hmm. they now have as it's so solid at their core, what they're bringing to the table and how we can create, like, I don't know, my friend just said a sonic boom last night in the universe. When we wow. do this together in that strength, that newfound strength that we have now. So we're almost there y'all <laughs> Mercury stationing direct pretty soon. And we're really going to have some forward motion. So I just want to say congratulations for all the deep work you've been doing this That's... new, this calendar new year, for sure. I know I'm pleased now that we that I had the summit at the beginning because they said it had to be a positivity before retrograde because I wasn't expecting what was going to happen. Like normally I try and keep away from people if you're not, you know, because I thought, you know, try and go inward. But of course there were still groups I was connected to and then found they weren't really aligned with me anymore. Yeah. And I found yeah. it was massive as we spoke before and I'd like to talk about it more as you were saying Venus, like how does Venus work? How does that work with retrograde? Yeah, I mean, it's really, and the thing is we've been in so much Capricorn energy and Capricorn Mm -hmm. is really about structure and rules and regulations. It's like there's growth, but it's within that structure because it's ruled by Saturn. And so we really got it. Like I keep coming back to the word excavating, like we were excavating our soul. And I got so many messages from my students and, you know, just clients in general that they're like, why am I triggering people around me? Why are people having such a strong reaction to me? Or why am I having a strong reaction to them? And it's because we are deeply shifting who we are and who we were meant to be. And now what I saw happen with the Venus retrograde um, was that our cells, like the cells in our body are coming so deeply online now that we have this new language of body consciousness and embodiment, right? Mm -hmm. It's past our thinking mind. So in this, the double retrograde we've been in with all the Capricorn energies, we've really been figuring out like 
who do we want to be in the world without all of the mind judgment, the inner critic that's come, ex- come from like our external world, how we got shaped by our environment. Cause now we have this with, I mean, even with the Aquarian energies, you can look this, it's such a huge revolution dash evolution happening within ourselves and within our world. And it's happening at light speed. So it can be really oh. uncomfortable when we're doing our work, we're going internal, we're creating that excavation and we're looking at our shadow and even the collective shadow in order to break free the being and the soul that came into this body to do great work. And so it has been, it's been slow. It's been dire at times. I mean, Mm -hmm. even us us like light workers. <laughs> yeah. It, that's what it's felt like. And when we've tried to come out, it's like, it just doesn't feel right. And there's some kind of disconnect and we have to go back in. And then we, you know, have the miscommunication in our communities, our families, our relationships. And then you just, you know, really embracing the shadow, embracing the work, allowing yourself to go in and go internal and having faith that it will shift, it will transform because we are nature. And, you know, as the planets fluctuate, we fluctuate as well. So I'm always trying to normalize that um, because when we allow and flow with what's happening, because we're not supposed to be on 24 seven, that's the world that we were raised in. You know, this consciousness around us was like, a hamster wheel of like produce 24 seven, you know? And so now we're realizing how detrimental that's been to our souls and to our health and to our wellness. And that's no way for us to actually get deeply in touch with ourselves, to find the person that we were meant to be here. You know, the job we came to do, which we all have a beautiful place in this collective. Being a human is the most precious thing around. It's not what you produce. It's how you are in this collective together. Wow, that's fascinating. This is a totally random question, but I am curious. Does the Earth go into retrograde and how? Because we're still a planet. Do Do we go into retrograde or not? Wow, that is an interesting question. I like so I'm to not... annoy other people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my quick response is no, because it's the planets moving around us that um, move through that journey. Uh, but I'm not going to hold to that because <laughs> it's something I've never really put energy into. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I asked someone that this morning and they were like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great that's the beauty is that we don't know everything thank you for bringing that up it's okay. we, are, we are the eternal student and the eternal teacher and that's really what we're embracing now is that everyone did yes. come in with a specific code and they're really good at it and unfortunately our culture has suppressed that and told us that we needed to be something that was feeling really disconnected for us to do, but we just powered through, we pushed forward. Mm. So when we allow our depressed, exactly. So when we allow ourselves to go into these, um, you know, fluctuations that our planets move through, you know, we have a celestial imprint when we're born. And so Mm. we are part of the universe. We're cells, we're energy, everything's energy around us. And the more we connect to that deeply, the more we actually 
receive the messages and the wisdom that we were born with. Like we were born with wisdom. We don't have to go to school to know what we know deeply inside of us. And so that's the exciting part. So Sarah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because curiosity is really the way to eternal growth. And when we stop ourselves by by deeming ourselves an expert in something, it creates stagnation and blockages. And then we don't see all the possibilities around us. So I'm excited when someone surprises me or takes me out of my box and I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Something else to explore. Yes, and I'm probably going to Google it afterwards to see if it does happen. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> Everyone is listening to this. So how, how did you get into your path? I know that's um, a very long question. <laughs> long actually, it's pretty easy. I was born this way. Like yeah. I, came, I came in at a frequency um, that didn't resonate with the environment around me. And so I actually didn't want to stay on the earth for a long time. I've always, I came in knowing about our divinity. It was just inherently inside my cells. And so I couldn't make sense of the fear around me and the violence and the anger and the rage and the competition. And so it's always been a guiding light in my navigation system. Now, don't get me wrong. I have went through a serious, um, Chiron wounded healer journey in this lifetime. And that really has given me more of the human experience to share the spiritual connection that I already came in with, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's been, it's been a blessing that I've kept that kind of like North star, that navigation system of knowing how powerful we are, knowing how divine we are, knowing that we are absolutely majestic beings. We should be levitating. That's how we miracles are supposed to be normal and we like idealize them and made them something external. We made them outside of ourselves and we are the ones that can produce them. So we've been limited by a culture that created that separation that really thrived on that separation. So the more that we actually drop into our higher consciousness practices, you know, our spiritual path, the soul growth, connecting our divine selves with the 3d or, um, the physical being that we, Mm -hmm. these bodies we get to inhabit, the more we actually transcend that fear culture and that programming and truly live in a place of balance and love. And we create the abundance that is so readily available in this culture. It's just been wildly imbalanced for so long. Yeah. It's because we're generally we're brought to believe that, you know, money's the root of all evil. You you know, and being, having what you, you know, you know, one of the popular sayings is you can't always have what you want. And it's like, well, why not? I mean, obviously if it infringes on someone else, it, but that's not a, a genuine desire anywhere. I don't think if, if, if it infringes on someone else. Right. I mean, we've been raised in a programming of limitation and scarcity that's what kept us buying things. It's a sensationalized Mm -hmm. selling culture and they've thrived. They created this marketing ploy of like, make people afraid, make them feel Mm -hmm. like they're lacking something Mm -hmm. like they need something. So they buy it from us. And that completely bypassed that everything that we want is actually inside of us. That's the path to true joy. And when we are truly joyful, the rest comes like the, the abundance comes. Um, but they're, they, you know, there's a lot of powers that, that run on greed and have, have just 
really ran on keeping us separated in hate and fear and um, scarcity. So yeah, this is our true superpower that when we go into these places of depth, you know, when we go into our shadow, that is when we really transform and transmute the wounding and the karma that we've come into this life with. I mean, there's intergenerational trauma. We're taking on wounding and fears from our ancestors and it's been passed on through generations through ourselves. That's how powerful our environment is. So when we actually create an environment filled with love and care and, you know, getting out of the competition, when we can transcend this matrix and stay in a place of love for each other, no matter Mm -hmm. what our views are, those views actually start to shift as well. So when we create the love first, instead of the judgment or the, the ego's need for someone else to understand me or, yes. you know, believe I what I believe. There, I believe. Where we're, we're like, you've got to understand my point of view. And they're like, uh-uh, no, I don't. But why don't you? <laughs> right. And, you know, we can have beautiful conversations when we really separate that unhealthy egoic need. Mm -hmm. And when we just lift each other up in what we believe. And I think, you know, it's interesting. This just came up kind of yesterday. What the message I've been getting is that, you know, especially with all the polarization that's happening right now, people are fighting for their belief because of fear. Like if they they want people to come to their side, so they feel better about what's happening in the external world. And so what we don't realize is that when we stay in our sovereignty and we just bring that to the collective, it actually, it would um, actually dis- show itself out, wouldn't it? Yeah. It disempowers that external world. It disempowers the messaging that we keep getting and we keep taking in every day subconsciously. When we create from an intentional response, instead of react from a habit, then mm-hmm. we shift the narrative quickly and it becomes a butterfly effect. We do it from where we're at, when we shift our energy, the collective feels it like it's pretty incredible with the light, except like there's solar flares coming in the Schumann resonance, which is the earth's heartbeat has went offline for historic periods. So it's like the magnetic field is changing of the, in the earth. So we can scientifically see this. And now we scientifically, like our thinking minds, our control minds need the science. We need to see it. Right. But really, the more that we start to evolve back to what we came in to be, not needing all of that control and the, the, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, you know, the competition, then we actually get to start experiencing the energy we produce, how we create our lives, how we manifest our lives. We are such powerful creators and the creation energy really comes online so i am here for it and i am excited yeah it seems like a really real great time to be on this planet doesn't it with everything that's going on absolutely this is historical in so many ways we have never as a species felt this kind of power and energy happening Mm -hmm. as a collective so Um, You know, I don't know, especially in the way that our world has been created through the age of Aries and the age of Pisces. I don't know how you can create big change without dismantling and destroying what was already there in order to rebuild. So that's what we're heading into with Pluto um, hitting the return of the USA, because it is going to be big, even though it's not worldwide. It's, you know, more focused around the USA. The USA is 
a worldwide, um, you know, country that a lot of people uh, ripple from. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be pretty great um, to, for the world to actually experience as we do. I mean, we're about to, (laughs) we're about to rev this up. (laughs) That's why we, we need to be in this place of balance. And, you know, the more you create that health within yourself and realize that you came in with that ability, you have the best medical wisdom you can and absolutely will affect your health, even just by the thoughts that you're continually taking in the way that you're responding. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when you realize how strong you can get in that sovereignty and in that health, the you it's exciting that the external world is going to crumble. We don't want to stay in this scarcity and this limitation. You know, it's been stress. Like stress is the biggest path to dis-ease that we have as humans. We're meant to live in ease and wellness and joy. And we've been so programmed into stress and dis-ease. We think it's normal. It's not normal. It's not at all. And it's like, it's brought in even from children, isn't it? You know, like children go to school, go to kindergarten, and from the off, they're being taught how to read and write. Which, which, instead of it learning how to play, learning how to be, they learn how to do something. And then just think that's not right. Right. I mean, their creation energy isn't fostered. It's actually um, disconnected. It's dismantled, you know? The further yeah. they go, it's like, don't do that. Stop doing that. No, do this because it makes me more comfortable. So I want to keep you in this box because as an adult, I want to be comfortable with what you're doing. So I'm controlling you and I'm telling you what to do instead of us realizing that children come in with messages for us as well. Children have their own divine path that's unfolding. And when we literally pretty much take that away from them. It's we're disempowering. We become disempowered as a child and then that becomes normal. And so then we just continue that into our adulthood. Yeah. That's what, and one of the main reason why I didn't want Mia in school, even though she wants to go now, but that's her choice. (laughs) She's probably outgrown. You know what I mean? She's probably outgrown not being in school, but I just wanted her to be able to be a child because I think that school can be, you know, straight away they're talking about grades and conforming. That's another word they like to use, conforming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a reason that Finland has some of the top children's students in the world because they have four-hour school days completely outside, no homework. It's all oh, yeah. about imagination and creation. And why aren't we looking at that? It's pretty incredible to see it actually play out in life and what that does and how it fosters these children and their abilities. But yet we're just like, no, we have to keep the way it's always been. And we're just going to double down and stay in this place of stress, you know, as our kids continue with mental health symptoms, you know, and they're starting younger, aren't they as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think as well, the irony is like the more you push against things, the more it happens. And also like, Again, you know, with the society where society is that right, you've got to go to school, you've got to get a good job, you've got to earn good money, and you've got to pay your way. If we're doing it in a way we actually want to do it, we end up earning more money anyway to give out. Exactly. I mean, it really creates a life of less efforting and more ease. Yes. 
but we've never been taught that. So then we don't realize it because we are a product of what we practice. Mm -hmm. And what we've been practicing is really limited thought systems and belief systems, really scarcity programming. And that's become normalized for us. And so when we realize that when we go into our flow and our adaptability, right, and we actually get messages, we can see and understand messages because then we're more in our navigation system. Like the navigation system we came in with is our, our body consciousness, our senses, and we have become so focused on the linear mind because we start so early on. That that becomes, we try to control our bodies with our mind that creates resistance. It creates dis-ease, discontentment, right? And so when we actually move into a place of fluidity and curiosity, instead of, you know, I'm an expert because I went to school for all these things. And I know this, you know, when we realize that we are all here for a divine purpose and to share with each other and to lift the collective up together, it becomes a, a system of balance. And when we're in balance, we're in flow. And then we magnetize so much more. We can see possibilities everywhere. We can feel them. We get messages about them. And then we honor those messages and we easily pivot. You know, I mean, even in the beginning of time, so many people were nomadic. We were walking all day long every day. Now we're sitting all day long, you know? So that's where I say we're really evolving back to the beings that we came in to be with our telepathy, with our sensory language, with our internal navigation system. Because my daughter, she she is more sensory. Is that why? Is that because she's actually more... Like what I mean, she's quite sensitive in sensory ways. Right. (laughs) Well, that's how we all come in. Yeah. And then it depends on what our environments are, like how much is that learned out of us? How much is that persecuted? You know, when I was a kid, I the message I got all the time is I was too much. I was too loud. I felt too Mm -hmm. much, you know, and that I I really sometimes for saying that to me, but I can understand like from both of us, you know, I'm a single parent. I try Mm -hmm. my best. You know, we all have moments, don't we? But like I know, yeah. I think I was told. I, I was told I speak too much. <laughs> you right. Cards. It'd be oh, you talk too much. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> those messages become really strong. Yes. Words are very powerful. You know, I'm also a hypnotherapist and I understand the power of words. And that's why I always say like, what are you intentionally practicing? Because we have been subconsciously practicing such negativity such Mm -hmm. limitation in our languages and the messages we're taking in. I mean, it comes from everywhere, right? And it's constantly, someone's trying to sell something to us by putting us into that state of lack. And, you know, when we're on this hamster wheel, when we're feeling like you're not good enough, it may not, like what I mean, it's like, oh, if you don't get your eyebrows waxed, you're ugly. I'm not saying anyone is, I'm just saying that's what the message is. You know what I mean? If you don't get your eyebrows waxed, you're ugly, you know? Who's right. gonna want you if you haven't, but you don't have to do anything. Right. You came in perfect. That's yeah, the thing. I mean, like, they talk that as though that's self-care. I'm not you know what I mean. If that's what like someone likes, that's fine. But you know, they, they tend to always put like, you know, like if you go to a salon, they put it under beauty and stuff and talk about it as though it's self-care. So it's like, well, if you don't do it, does that mean you're not looking after yourself properly? So then you end up wanting to do it. 
Right. Exactly. And it becomes a very deep program within yourself. I mean, I can give the example of my gray hair, you know, that I, my silvers yeah. that I love now I've been letting yeah. them go for a couple of years. And I had to do some very deep reprogramming about that. And it took a while. It was very uncomfortable. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of times we're in this hamster wheel where we don't even have time to do the deep work to, um, you know, disempower yeah, these busy, programs. Fo- you're too busy focusing on how many gray hairs you've got. So you're not doing mm-hmm. the deep work over the other stuff. Right. And when you really come into this place of the sovereignty and of how magical and powerful you are, you know, when you truly believe that mm-hmm. you, your worth is, is all about just being here as part of the collective, having this experience, right? And that you believe that you have something to contribute to the culture and you don't have to go to a university for it. You don't have to go to grad school for it. Like it is in your cells. And the more that we release the wounding and trauma literally from our cells, the more our cells open up and we release the connective tissue and the fascia around them, then we actually get those messages. We understand mm-hmm. how they, they become conduits to all of the ancient knowledge, all of the wisdom codes, all of the ancestral wisdom. We came with so much power and it's, it's been suppressed since the moments we were born. You know, we, our birth is absolutely historically it has as well, you know, like our ancestors, we're probably, you know, the longer line, but what I mean, I think, you know, gender equality is getting better ish if you want to say that but no they don't I think they don't realize either that how how strong feminine energy is you know it like we live in a very masculine world and that's not against any gender or any particular people but we're in a very masculine world where it's all go 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 mm-hmm. but like the strong well they do complement each other but I'm just saying the feminine energy is very strong you know getting into your power in a female way and attracting what you want Absolutely. I mean, is so strong. Yeah. The feminine energy has been persecuted for centuries. You know, that is, that's a huge problem that we've been in a fractured masculine energy culture for so long. We need the convergence of the divine feminine and the sacred masculine. And when we have that container of both of them within ourselves, you know, we've been told that feeling is weak. And that, you know, women and all of our power has been absolutely feared and persecuted throughout the ages because we are very magical with our feminine energy when we're in the full glory of it. Like we produce Mm. those miracles that don't sell (laughs) something, you know, unless you start selling kids, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, I just love the fact that the divine feminine is really coming online and it's coming. Mm -hmm. Those energies are so available to us now. And that's where when we go into these deep spaces of the shadow work and understanding, and I've been doing this, I've been a healer for lifetimes and people Mm -hmm. just haven't been ready because there's been so much fear around that container, so much fear about feeling because it's been persecuted. But when we realize that as we feel And as we allow, we heal, you know, we're meant to feel our range of emotions and we're going to go through wounding and trauma as a human. That's part of this journey. So when we actually go ahead, (laughs) that it doesn't make you bad. You know, I, I, I do believe in manifestation very strongly, but sometimes manifestation in some circles can be like, well, if you're thinking negatively, you're going to attract something negative. And 
I'm not saying wallow in self-pity necessarily, but if you don't feel what you're feeling at all, it ends up just being buried and all you do is you don't end up manifesting what you want anyway. Right. That's where I feel like the spiritual community for so long has been really inaccessible. And so, you know, even just changing our language around that is Mm -hmm. important because it actually makes you more powerful when you allow yourselves to go into the shadow work, you know, to feel is to heal. We have to face our wounds and our trauma and our karma in order to transcend. So literally as those layers of repressed pain and grief and wounding and limitations trans like lift out of our bodies as we allow them to release from our bodies, because the more that we resist them, the more they actually tighten into our cells and they become normalized. And that's what creates the dis-ease and discontentment in our lives. A lot of it. Um, but when we go into that flow, into that receptivity in that space, I mean, believe me, I love crying. It's probably one of my favorite things. I love laughing to the point that I'm crying. I love crying when I'm in, in those shadow times and that pain, even if I feel like I need to, I will create something around me to trigger that deep emotional release. And when you do not fear it, when you welcome it is when it actually moves through and it releases from your body. And it doesn't last so long either. Exactly. I have found there have been times, you know, sometimes literally you just feel how you're feeling. You're not there for long. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you you try and suppress it, like I found it with certain anniversaries, if I try and suppress those anniversaries, oh, you know, oh, do do something nice on that day. A couple of days later, I'll feel pissed off and I can't understand why. Right. And I mean, that literally creates dis-ease in the body. And that's where I'm saying we weren't meant to live with this level of dis-ease. We've been constantly undoing what's been created every day in this culture, in our bodies. And so when we allow the feeling, when we allow the range of emotions that we came in with for a reason, for a purpose, then we get to the manifestation is like a bonus. That's where I think we go wrong, right? When we're like, oh no, you want to manifest. So think good thoughts. And that's, what's going to manifest for you. And then if you don't think good thoughts, your inner critic like revs up and you're not, you're like, not oh, good how enough. dare you? Why didn't you? Oh, or like someone's rude to you. And you're like, how did I, why did you manifest that when, you know, it could just be the frequency. I don't think like, I personally think that it's all more frequency, not necessarily um, like, I do agree what you put out, you get back. I just think say someone's a narcissist, that doesn't mean you are, but I just think that, um, yeah, and there's all that language in the spiritual community where you can't, you know, certain groups you couldn't go into and say, oh, Joe, what, I'm feeling pissed off today. <laughs> they go, oh, well, you're not spiritual enough. What? <laughs> well, you can come into my group and I will very much hold that space for you. Cause I just want to say like, this is where when you get into this flow and you start to create the intentional responses in your life instead of the habitual reactions. Mm -hmm. Then when that person, you know, comes into your space, you actually look at it as reflective wisdom. Like what's getting triggered in me instead of just holding the space for them and allowing them to feel their emotion. That's Mm -hmm. really the beautiful convergence of these energies. When we have that full balance, we can hold love for people and we can hold the space that they have their own journey. 
and they have their own shadow work that they're going through. And then we don't have the, the ego where we take it on. It's not ours. It's their journey. And we're in our journey and we hold our sovereignty. We hold our strength because we're coming from a beautiful place of alignment and health. And so it's never about what am I attracting into my life? It's like, actually, maybe I'm here just to hold space for this person. And maybe yes. this is some reflection. A, yeah, for me. To, oh my God, I've brought this person in. And, you know, what have I done? Right. So you that's know, those the thoughts that go with it, doesn't it? If, you know, if someone's as a bad day, you know, someone gets arsy with you and you're like, what did I do? <laughs> it's like nothing. You, you well, know, it could and- just be you need to help them at that point. Yeah. And even just saying you can hear it in what did I do? That's the ego. Yeah. Like, why is this? How is this about me? It's not actually about you. Mm-hmm. It can be like it can be reflective wisdom. Yeah, it's an opportunity to look inside if you're being triggered. But also just how do we get to the space where we're intentionally responding throughout our day? We're curious about our interactions, about who comes across our path, because maybe you were there to change things for them just by mm-hmm. holding that space for them, you know, and sending them love and energy, even if they're in their sh- like deep shadow work, if they're in some big triggering and wounding, yeah. you hold that energy for them. And that might shift things for them. Even when they experience your ability to be in that place of alignment, that becomes a curiosity for them. Like, Oh, what are they doing? Right? Like mm-hmm. maybe that's something that I want to look into. It, you just never know. Cause that's why I'm saying there's possibilities yes. everywhere. And when we hold these firm lines of like, Oh, I'm attracting this. Why am I attracting this to me? I should only be attracting rainbows and unicorns all day. <laughs> it's not, that's not the reality. It wouldn't right? be like, let's be honest. If we watch a film and like, nothing but even even you know like a light-hearted film there's always something goes wrong what I mean is if nothing went wrong you're watching this film it wouldn't be that good a film would it right you know, if mean, it was linear like every you know you were yeah you start you know I mean some can be quite boring like that but you start watching a film and it's like nothing goes wrong everyone no arguments nothing goes wrong you'd be like what <laughs> what did I just spend two hours watching <laughs> Right. I mean, there's such beauty in how dynamic we are and like the way that we get to show up in different connections and in different parts of our lives, the rawness. I mean, I have been through uh, over a decade of deep, deep grief and it almost took me down many, many times. And now that I look back at it, I am, I'm in awe of how connected I was to spirit and source energy in that deep grief, because it takes off the filters when you go into that place. And it's actually a really beautiful place. And like someone just quoted this to me recently to love is to grieve and to grieve is to love, you know, they're one in the same and like, well, how beautiful that we can hold that deep of love and that, that capacity, instead of demonizing ourselves for being in a state of grief, because nobody understands it. And, you know, we're making people uncomfortable or whatever, like how gorgeous that you can go to that depth and that, that level of rawness within your being and love that deeply. And so really when we start to, again, reframe and intentionally respond and be curious and know that everything in our path has, a there's some lesson, like there's some, there's some kind of information, there's something, there's somewhere it's taking us. Then the unfolding of our journey is the journey. It's not the destination. It's actually every moment. And we become timeless, which is what we're meant to be. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that the often it's it's in those small moments that the beauty is. Absolutely. You know, and there's kind of this gauge. I, I, I don't know if I use it as a gauge, but it's been true for me throughout my life that when you see beauty, no matter where you're at, like you don't have to be on an island or you don't have to be in warm weather or you don't have to be yes. in the sunshine. You can literally see beauty wherever you're at. You're in the moment and you're yes. in that space of like the glory of life because there is beauty everywhere. There's life everywhere. There's energy everywhere. And just, you know, even wow. having this experience with all the shadow and the dark is amazing. And the fact that we now have such an opportunity to come together, to create and rebuild this earth for generations to come. We really are the pioneers of that right now with how we manage our energy how yes. we, how we evolve it and how we share it with the collective. And that is there's the shadow work is a huge part of that. And so, you know, for me, 2022 is really a year of inspired action. I don't feel like yes. we can be in denial anymore. It's like our bodies are coming online to such a degree that they are our barometer. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we feel untruths in a way that we never have before, because when we're just in our mind, we can justify anything. But when you're fully in your body, your body does not justify. It knows that's Mm -hmm. our gut instinct. That's our intuition. And so now when our bodies hear the deception and the lies and the greed, we feel it. And we also know that if we repress that, how detrimental that can be to our health. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's just like allow the more we allow ourselves to evolve and change and be in a place of possibilities and get out of this. This is who we are. And this is who will always be. That's not true. We are here to evolve. Relationships are meant to evolve jobs, locations, Uh like all the things are meant to evolve. And that's when we get out of the stagnation and out of the blockages. When we do that externally, we also do it internally. When we do it internally, we also do it externally. And then the manifestation. Did you actually start? Is it internally? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, we really, we really have to start internally because that's where we come out and make these great shifts together. That's the butterfly effect. Every time we drop into the light, every time we do the shadow work, the higher consciousness practices, the alignment work, we're holding the frequency and that ripples out, you know, the hundredth monkey theory, you know, once something hits the hundredth monkey on the other side of the island, the other monkeys started doing it when they never had physical contact. It was literally the energy of what happened in the species. We get to do that. Y'all we are here. It's the same. I'm not going to say the word, but you know, the forgiveness prayer that I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Mm -hmm. That's the Hono Hono Pono prayer. I just wasn't even going to try pronounce it. (laughs) I know like he actually healed people doing that prayer without even meeting them. Didn't he? Absolutely. I mean, we can do that with, if you say the prayer, that's how you do it. Tapping, you know, even, even though I, whatever it is, I deeply love myself. And, um, I think it's care for myself, love myself and trust myself, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. or deeply love myself and forgive myself. And you're tapping and you're moving the energy through your meridians because you're tapping, you know, the Mm -hmm. acupuncture points and that 
is a beautiful practice. So what, again, we are a product of what we practice yes. and we're not used to creating an intentional practice every day. Cause we haven't had time. We've been on the hamster wheel. We're in stress. You know, we've filled our lives with all of these things to just, you know, keep up with this culture around us. And I think that what we've been through in the last couple of years has created like this cataclysmic shift where we realize the importance of what it is that, that we're here to do in life. And it's not to hold ourselves to some standard that we never even chose. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause we didn't come out thinking, Oh, I've got to be, I've got to, I've got to be a CEO of my own company. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I know some people in their soul contract pre-signed that, but I don't think we came in like that. <laughs> well, right. And that's the thing when you actually truly come into that place of alignment, do the deep um, belief system and the thought system pattern work, disrupting all of the limitation programming and scarcity programming. You actually, when you uncover what you came here to do, the thing that lights your soul up on fire, when you feel that alignment within yourself, you actually do it with ease and it creates a belief in your mission and a trust in your mission. You know, this is work. It, I, you know, I intentionally put practice into this every single day, mm-hmm. then it becomes your, you have to work at it, but it doesn't become the work that creates stress. It's yes. the work that, you know, you're changing the world with. And so it creates this passion and this fire behind it and the belief in it that, you know, you, you stay on course, you stay on mission because you know, deep in your soul that this is what you came to do. This is what you came to share. We all came with a beautiful mission and purpose, and it has been wildly um, disconnected from us, you know, from the time that we were in the womb on. And how do you find what, you, what, what that thing is? Just Again, it's, <laughs> it's re- no, it's, re- I mean, it's really doing the shadow work. It's really yes. opening up and releasing trauma. And so that's why I say 2022 is a year of inspired action, because it's like, I feel people giving, forgiving themselves mm-hmm. for the intense stance that they've had because, um, subconscious and subliminal programming is really wild. I mean, we can see horrible leaders in the past that created Uh a thought process through people where they did horrible things. So it's, it's very powerful. So it really comes down to your product of what you practice. What are you intentionally practicing every day? It takes work, but that's where I feel like now people are ready to invest in the thought leaders, in the mentors, in the people that literally when they make your cells sing, when you hear what they're talking about and you feel a resonance to them, people are sharing free knowledge. Now, this is the new way of our educational system. Like this is how we dismantle the old. So, you know, we've got podcasts, we've got, you know, if you get on people's email list, they're sharing whatever their mission is in the world. They're sharing it in ways that you can test it. You can, you know, dip your toe in and if that is what elevates Resonates. your soul, invest in it. These are yes. the investments that we make because when you get into clarity and alignment with yourself, again, the, the outcome will be the manifestation, the abundance, and you will bring in the money, but it's, we've been so linearly focused on the money 
which yes. we need money. We live in this. Yeah, culture. of course. Yeah, we live in that sort of society. Yeah. So you've really got to create the intention, you know, as you make this transformation, you know, do what feels right to you. Have the money that you need to live okay if you if you have that availability, if you have that privilege, but create the space to do an intentional practice every day, whatever it is, even if it's three minutes a day, do mm-hmm. it three minutes a day, like find the things that, um, really start to release the trauma, start to uncover and, and produce the alignment that start to get you into your higher consciousness that start to, what is it that, that develops your intuition? Because honestly, yeah. that is the navigation system that will take us everywhere we need to go. So but the more that I, I find doing it when I do the dishes, that's when I tend to get my most intuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find stuff by just like, you know, cause I'm, a, you know, I mean, my mind's not, you know, I'm literally thinking of the dishes and then all of a sudden it'll be, Oh, well, I'm not saying any, well, maybe people do speak to me, but it's like, Oh, Sarah, have you thought of doing this? Or maybe you should try this. You know, it's like, where's that thought come from? You know? That's perfect. I mean, I channel the most when I'm on walks, like when I'm in movement, I'm breathing fresh air. You know, I've got the, I usually use sound vibration. I'm using music. And so that is where I do my best channeling with my spirit guides and my astral support team, you know, and then the more that you practice that, and the more you get in tune with that, the more you bring it to other parts of your life. And the more it actually becomes normalized for you, the more you unplug from what's trying to push uh, an, a different agenda and narrative into you, then you can actually hear yourself and you can feel it. So it's like, find the people that elevate that for you and, and help you. They support you and guide you on that path that takes you into your full resonance within yourself. You know, in my course, awaken your life force. Mm -hmm. I really start from the beginning. Like how do we tap into our intuition? And I move quantum in this course. I'm taking people into even speaking to you twice. I've seen (laughs) shifts, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing there are. So, and I know that I'm not for everyone, but I know there's a lot of people, if they found me, you know, that could, benefit greatly just even from the free content that I'm putting out because I'm a meditation guy and I'm a psychic medium. I'm a retreat leader. I have a podcast, you know, I am sharing as much as I can because I am here to elevate this frequency and this consciousness so that we can live in the place of abundance and benevolence that we all were meant to. And it takes us tapping in your life will not change without your full participation. Like that is something that we have to believe. And once you believe that you get excited about participating. And once you start to feel the results, like my meditations, I have $10 meditations. When people commit to listening, they feel results within days. I've had people eradicate the summit of the summit. You said, yeah, I mean, they eradicate anxiety attacks and stress and, you know, a lot of mental health symptoms, they increase their quality of sleep. And it is, we need to sleep as well. That is our, that's actually our, our best way into our cosmic system and the universe, because we have the melatonin going and that's our pineal gland. It's our spiritual third eye. And this might not be true for everyone, but in general, you know, sleep is one of our our, our navigation systems that we have into health, mm-hmm. you know, 
all of the health wisdom that we've have has been bypassed for so long because the medical community is selling something. They're a for-profit system y'all. Yes. <laughs> so they are selling something and they're not touting how much you can do for your health on a daily basis. I know, this- don't tell me about, tell me. About, I mean, in, in, in the UK, it's a bit different because it's the NHS, but it's still the same. It's not, I think it's like that. They call it the health module or something as opposed to wellness model I I don't know what the logistic you know I mean it's it's more like curing rather than preventing right I mean we've yeah we're in a reactionary healthcare system when really if we're tapping into our innate health wisdom and medical abilities we're told way before anything truly happens we're told to shift something you know this is what pain is you know I've been working you know, I, I do embodiment work and cellular release and trauma. So when people come in with pain and they say, I don't know what I did today, I'm in this pain. I'm like, it's been happening for a long time. Our bodies are really good at taking care of themselves. And then they finally kind of break and they're like, Hey, you need to do something about this, but we get signals and clues way before we get to that point. But we're in a culture that we're in stress. We're in, you know, make it happen, produce. So we ignore those signals and those messages and we keep doing, keep sitting at the desk or doing the repetitive pattern that's creating the imbalance. And then it finally breaks. And then we go to the hospital or the doctor, you know, so that's the reactionary model. And honestly, the more we all drop. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, he ended up passing away, bless him. He he literally, he had pneumonia or something, carried on working and ended up having like lung cancer. So it just, you know, I'm just using that as an example, bless his soul. But like, I think the more we stop and relax, the, you know, I mean, if you want to talk about re- right. being productive, the more productive yeah. we would be. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we are meant to have downtime, it, yes. you know, whether you're not feeling well, even when you're having a mental health, you know, day, you need mm-hmm. to have that. Even when you're in the deep shadow work or the grief, you need to have space. So that's where it's so important that we actually start shifting our priorities as a culture. If you have the privilege yes to support an independent local business over a big corporation, the more that we lift those local independent businesses, the more that we can um, create them with by ourselves, right? The more we each can have our own business coming online. Yes. And then we create a more flexible schedule. We have the time that we can take off where we really need to have that, that space to have the downtime, right? And we're not forcing ourselves into um, producing and working. Cause we don't want to lose our jobs. Cause we don't want to yeah, lose our course. benefits. <laughs> you know, it becomes such an endless avalanche. So I just, I feel like there's an opportunity here for us to really be intentional with everything in our lives from yes. who we buy our goods from who we support, how we want to see our culture evolve. Because if we're all, if we're all finding this mission within ourselves, like what we came in to share the internal Mm -hmm. knowledge that we have, we don't have to go to school for it. It comes online as your cells start to speak more and more and get healthy. Then, you know, I want people to create a business out of that. And I want us to support each other and learn from each other, be the, the student and the teacher. Yes. And it's like how it was in, 
you know, in the I don't mean our olden days, but I mean the ancestral olden days where they would, you know, instead of it being money, it would be people that would exchange things and they'd rely on each other. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. We've got past that relying on each other thing and just turned into like the police, <laughs> you know, reporting each other for everything. I'm not saying people should do things that are, you know, like murder or anything, but I just mean, you know, people are reporting people on things and not minding their business and not not even supporting each other. Right. And I mean, it's even comes down to like the more we support these big companies closing for holidays, you know, giving having that time off for people supporting even the businesses that close right now because people are sick, you know, it's like getting out of our own like agendas and needs and realizing that we are all humans having this collective experience that is wildly intense. No matter what, this is a wildly intense place. It's raw. It's wild. That's why I'm called the raw and wild hearts. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then we actually start to shift when we say yes to that, when we, um, it's the smallest thing can actually shift. You know, I just had a really intense experience with a huge company and I held my sovereignty. I did not allow them to disempower me and Mm -hmm. I won. And it took something out of me, but I will never support them again. I have went through the channels. I've sent the messages and now I will only support independent people in this realm. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be wildly inconvenient for me and I'm going to do it because that's how important it is that we understand how to, how to support the experience of us instead of our bottom line. And they weren't even treating me like I was human. It was about their policy and their bottom line and what they decided and their power. And I'm saying no more to that. And the more we all say no more to that, it becomes the butterfly effect. We really create the change that we want to see. So it can be the smallest thing through your day when you have an intentional response instead of a habitual action reaction. In the UK, there's a a show called Little Britain and on there it's it. It's like a man in drag, you know, it's a bit of a comedy thing and it says computer says no, but then you said that you've reminded me of that and it just makes you think that's that's very often what, you know, people behind a screen and in these companies are like, aren't they? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, come on, have a heart, you know, I haven't got any money or whatever, whatever the scenario is. And they're like, but no, the policy says we can't do that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And there's, there's no more, uh, I like to say there's no more one size forced all because we see where that's gotten us. We are all so unique on this journey and we are each having an experience, every single one of us. And the more, even the people that have the privilege, the more change we create, if you are in that space, like I said, to support a local person, even if it's a little bit inconvenient that is putting the energy into the collective as well. It's not just the physicality of it. It's the energy and your kid might watch you do that. You know, your kid might see what you're standing for or your friends or family or whoever, or if you post it on social media, that's what I do. You know, I'm like, Hey, this happened. And now I'm going to actually intentionally respond and shift because that's how important it is. I don't want this to happen to someone else. And if I just allow it, it completely empowers that company and no more, no more. We are here to make great change. And the energies that are coming onto the planet 
are giving us the most supportive boost we could ever have. The light acceleration is more yes. than it ever has. The, even just tapping in and aligning a little bit, you will start having your telepathy come online. I promise you. So find the people that help you navigate that because it is such a beautiful way to experience the world in your sensory system instead of your inner critic and your judgment and the limitation mind, the limited mind. It's such a beautiful way to get the messages yes. coming from everywhere, waking up, knowing that your entire day is full of possibilities instead of dreading your day. You know, you could have one interaction that changes everything. Wow. That's definitely a lot to think about. So how can people contact you if they listen in and they want to contact you? Yeah, I mean, the Raw and Wild Hearts everywhere. I have my website is the rawandwildhearts.com. If you sign up for my email list, I have a great free one hour mastermind called co-create with the universe. And it's a way to just start to tap in. I have an amazing 13 minute meditation at the end that really um, connects you to your chakra pillar of light. It grounds you in, it connects you to your wow. higher consciousness. So that's free. Right. And so, yeah. and if you like that, go further with me. I have a podcast that's free. It's called the raw and wild hearts. I have a digital course, awaken your life force. Um, I have meditations that are available for purchase. I I'm on insight timer. So I have free meditations on there. So there's a lot of ways to go further with me. I'm about to come out with a moon ritual course because in my Patreon community, I do moon rituals every new and full moon and they're very raw. They're very vulnerable. I like to keep it like the thing is we get to do all of this with fun. We get to yes. do it with raw authenticity, but we get to have joy in our lives, even through the pain, even through the struggle and the shadow work, we get to share this together. And my moon rituals really have that vibration. And I love that. So, um, yeah, if, if you're resonating with my message and my passion for your divinity, come on over in any way that feels aligned for you. I have wanted to join. I know you're not talking to me, you're talking to the audience, but well, I suppose I am the audience too. But I have been wanting to join you. Is it Patreon they call it? I forgot. Yeah. I and does it work like Facebook? Does it? You can message and stuff in it or not? Yeah, you can message me in Patreon. Um, the way that I have seen the Patreon work is I create posts and you can also just send messages to me yeah. as well. And that's where I share, you know, that it's a Patreon gift to come into the moon ceremonies with me. So I share the link there and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, I'm trying to think my Facebook group is more for the people that take the awaken your life force digital yes. course, because I take people quantum very yes. quickly. We go through deep shifts and changes. Like if you want to get an alignment fast, Ooh, <laughs> that course, <laughs> get your asses on that course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then you can get on my social media and we can always interact that way as well. Um, so there's always ways to find me and be with me, but yeah, Patreon $3 a month. I, you know, it's any, any amount you want to contribute to this mission. I gift everyone in the community with these moon ceremonies. Cause it's important. Uh -huh. That's yeah. the thing. Like, you know, like I said, when you have the privilege, go further with it. And, um, I think it's important to also share so that we all can benefit in a way that we, it doesn't have to be about money, but 
really support the creators. If you have the money to invest in yourself, you're going to go further with them. When you make the, the money, the monetary investment, you're not only saying that to the creator, you're saying it to yourself and the universe that yes. you are intentionally creating a space. You are investing your money and your time and you are serious about this. You want to feel the shifts. You want to feel joy and alignment and balance while the external world is going into chaos because it's your birthright. Yeah. And so when you make investments, you are putting that up into the energy grid. You are co-creating with the universe and you are only going to bring in higher states of vibration and frequency when you do that. Honestly, that's how that's the exchange that happens there. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you very much for coming on today, Lori. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Sarah Meredith. It's been such a pleasure. I love connecting with you and I'm Thank just you. excited to share with your audience as well. And um, I'll see you on, I, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, Patreon, is it? Patreon? Yeah, yes. yep. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll see you on there. At some okay. Point. I did forget. I'm actually, I am starting a yes, membership sorry. up next, next month. I'm starting a membership up. Yeah, I was going to so, ask you if you're doing a membership. Yeah, it's in the works and it's coming next month. I think it's going to be called the wild heart one circle. I'm really excited about it. There's going to be some great uh, uh -huh. meetups in there. So that's going to be more, I think of the interaction. I forgot about that because it's coming next month. So <laughs> it's coming online for sure, because I want to guide people, especially that are making these quantum leaps. I yes. want to stay in like a really great connection and um, be that support as you move, because the external world tries to suck you back and we want to oh, stay I live um, in a bubble at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only way to do it, isn't it? Living a vibe. Well, I know there's other ways of doing it, but that's the best way for me at the moment to live in a bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate being here with you today. With it. Sorry. <laughs> Why would...